online other times be after, beyond this service I just pray low I am with you in always 
Lord, we can trust you to the things that we're facing. For we ask it in your Amen. Give God one more time for all the people.
So many in this room today have experienced that power so many ways. God, and this morning, we are so grateful how powerful your name is that no matter, as Pastor David's going to share, no matter what we're dealing with or looking at or powerful enough to break through it, to break chains to down, to lead us, to be our way maker, to be our miracle. And we're just so grateful. So Father, be with Pastor David and bless us to the rest as we go from here. We pray. Amen. check out our bulletin and fill out the connection card inside with your contact information prayer make sure if you have not filled out a connection card Imagine what would if the body of Christ were to join together to proclaim the gospel to the entire world. Online, in person, on social media, and in the streets. Anyone could ever hear. By joining our voice, 
we would create a collective megaphone that would lift the name of Jesus above all the noise to flood the world with the gospel in a way that could not be I want to join us in a worldwide day of prayer, declaring Mark 6 as three sixteen. based on John 3.16, together as the people of God on March 3rd. Church is joining is if that wherever you are, and we'll be helping you to understand how you can do that. It might be in giving uh, just a, a little tract. It might be uh, in telling somebody, just know that God loves you and I do too. Might be a number of different things that we're doing, and uh, we're getting up to Easter, and uh, you want to be a part of it. I guarantee you. May I just tell you as well that we are making wonderful, wonderful progress. Uh, on uh, in our pastoral search committee, and they are meeting every week. And uh, the people that are being considered are dear, dear friends. Able to get rid of me too quick. And, uh, uh, but we are making wonderful. Uh, just, just continue to pray that God will give us leadership and direction. The video by saying that we are in a time. upheaval this week I've just felt sick at my stomach and wondering is there really hope there are some people then that are asking the question or making the statement I hope there is hope I don't want to believe that there is no hope so I'm hoping somewhere in some place there is hope. And then some are saying and have come to the conclusion, I don't believe there is any hope. There's no hope for me. My life is too far messed up, too far mixed up, too far with things in life. There is no hope in my life. For me personally, and then we look at what's going on in the world, and we begin to, everyone who loves the Father loves his children too. Now, I don't think we ought to make that sort of a legalistic thing. I had a lady uh, that was in our church in Urbana, Ohio, and uh, she could be a little obnoxious, and, I, and you don't know who I'm thinking about, someone else, and uh, you have no idea who I'm talking about. But she could just be obnoxious. 
And then she would testify and say, well, you gotta love me, because the Bible says you do. And I thought, eh, something wrong with that. I, I, I don't think that's a way it's supposed to work. You know? So it's not that, but it's saying, everyone who loves the Father will also love his children. Let's go on. We know that we love God's children, verse two, uh, if we love God and obey his commandments. Loving God means keeping his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome. Now here we come to verse four. All right, here's what I want you to hear. Every child of God defeats the world. I want you to read that with me. Every child of God defeats this evil world. Read it one more time like you really mean it. For every child of God defeats this evil world. Wow, God has given us something that we come up here, but I want you to kind of follow with me a little bit. But And I've been so anxious to preach this sermon to you. I've been preaching it to board meetings. I've been preaching it to staff meetings. I, I've been preaching it to everywhere. I've been trying to preach it to myself. But it's for us today. It's for you. The first thing I want you to know, that faith in God's perfect love Verses or not, I should have had them on the screen, but they're not on the screen. But let me just read this to you, uh, beginning here in verse 5. This is the message we have heard from Jesus and now declare to you. God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. So if we are living, if we sin, if you define the word sin as divine perfection, every time you lose your keys, it's sin. I'm hopelessly lost. That, you know, and, and uh, if, that, if everything's short of divine perfection and you are not perfect every day and all that is sin, I just want to be honest with one that can live like that. But if you define, break his law, I'm going to do what he says to do. And when do we do that in our lives, here's what happens. Sin brings guilt. Don't think that people who sin and, and, and do terrible things that they can sleep at night. Is why do you think that the drug industry generally, I mean, it has exploded on our world because they're trying to a, a guilty conscience. They know they've done wrong. It brings not only guilt, it brings it brings separation from God. It brings death to the soul. And it brings finally, ultimately, eternally. You will hear him say, Depart, I never knew you. If you're dealing with addiction, if it's an alcohol problem, if it's a relational issue that you can't break away from, if it's somebody else, a secret sin, if it's some kind of thing that you're robbing or you're doing things, uh, whatever, whatever is going on in your life today, 
I have good news for you. God's perfect love can and break those strongholds and can set you free until by the power of the if you're dealing with a depression today, God can set you free. If you're dealing with an alcoholic issue, God can do that free. If you're dealing with things that have chained you to where you can't get out of it, set God you free. We can have victory over sin. See, the love of God brings victory. He brings sin. victory over the penalty of sin. He forgives us. And our conscience is clear. Not because we've not sinned. Our conscience is clear. Because it us from all sin and all unrighteousness. What a beautiful thought. And he cleanses us. And he brings us watched it happen. I've also watched people come and God began to deliver them step by step. I don't know what the difference is, but I want to you can deliver you. And I have watched drug addicts that have literally been chained with drug addictions and sometimes God just delivers them and sets them free and other times God something to walk down a street and not have to worry about somebody coming up with a gun? Won't it be wonderful to see all of our loved ones doing miles and whole Won't it be something to see those that we've watched go through all kinds of issues and to be able to see today when we get to glory that something has happened and they're restored to health and life. Connie, your brother will be able to walk around and my mother will have her mind back and all the different things will happen because that's the promise of God. One day he will deliver us not only from penalty of sin, not only from the power of his going to one day from the We are living in a world where truth really doesn't matter. That. People can look at you and a whole lie and never think a thing about it. This is not political, this is national. As Putin said, I'm not going to invade Ukraine. I'm just, I'm just getting to warn you about 
There are people in the church and out of the church, people in political... <laughs> here and they're living on another way here you know you can't trust what they're saying Amen. I don't care where it falls whatever political party whatever it is are living alive telling you oh I can help you make a million dollars the first question ought to be is have you made a million dollars well no but I'm going to get there well I don't think I'm going to trust that Oh, I've got this stuff that I can give you, and you're going to be healthy and, and never have a problem again. Well, are you healthy? Do you ever have a problem? Well, I just had surgery. Well, I don't think I'm going to do that. It's all the same to you. When trying to deceive you, when you don't know where they are, don't be deceived. People are trying to deceive you right now, everywhere across the world. So what's that for you? That means then we've got to understand that God given that us. Those who would deceive you are teaching a lie. Truth does not add up to being what is true. A lie. And they're trying to deceive you. They're trying to deceive your children. They're trying to deceive the culture. They're trying to deceive everyone. They teach what we know is untrue. They are teaching a lie. And finally... Those that are trying to deceive us would live in a lie. Oh, it'll be okay. No, it won't. Just try this once. You'll have fun. Just get high with us. You'll never regret it. It's a lie. Oh, just go out drink. Everybody's going to care. I mean, we'll just go out and we'll just get drunk and, and everybody's going to be happy and you're going to be happy. When they try to rob your virtue, they're trying to lead you into a lie. We are living in a world filled with deception. And here's what the Bible says uh, about this whole matter of deception. In 1 John chapter 2, goes on here in 27. But you have received the Holy Spirit, and he lives within you. So you don't need anyone to teach you what is true. I said, now, what does that mean? Here's what it means. If something doesn't feel right in here, trust your gut. Trust the Spirit. If something my father-in-law used to tell me, David, is it true? Likely it is. And we're not sure about this. Even if it's a good friend. I feel good about this. 
Don't do it. They're trying to lead you into a lie. The Word of God, the Holy Spirit of God, and finding people that you trust, that you know are speaking truth and living truth. You can test it out. Don't lower your heart. Be filled with deception. Faith in God's perfect love gives us victory over deception. And you can have it. Thirdly, and this is big in our society, Faith in God, big love, big ring, and then over chapter 4. Let's look again at the book of 1 John, chapter 4, verses 21. And it says this, if someone says, I love God, but hates a Christian brother or sister, that person is a liar. If we don't love people, we can see how can we love God and he has given us this command. Those who love God must love all brothers and sisters. I was doing a Bible study at Brookside where I pastored before. And we were doing a study of John. And we came up on, we were talking about, talked about it and discussed it for a while. And, and what was I had came to, and I thought of it just like that. But one of the ladies who was in that Bible study, hatred or hate is a very strong word and a very dark world. And it's a word that you usually don't get to just over. <laughs> a number of years. And it settles deep within your heart until you can honestly say, I hate people. I hate, hate that person. I hate what was going on. I hate what they did to me. I hate all of these things. I hate them. I remember the first time that our daughter said, I hate three is about and she didn't understand that. I remember the first time when our grandchildren told Heather, I hate they talk to them. They don't have any idea what they're talking about. But when I, I see the steely eyes in their heart and I see you thinking and saying, I hate you, that God's love can take the hate out. Doesn't mean you always agree. Doesn't you always think it's right? But what it does mean take the hatred out of your soul. Now, understand something. Hatred does not happen overnight. It begins, it begins when we have a difference. That's not hatred. But until the church of Jesus Christ and friends learn to get along with differences they are putting themselves at risk for a deeper problem. It's okay if you don't see it like I see. And I think you ought to be wise. By the way, be smart. If you don't see the way I see it, it's okay. It used to be an old song, there is no good guy, there is no bad guy, there's just you and me, and we just disagree. And you know what? That happens sometimes. That 
happens in families, happens in churches, happens in marriages, happens in all kinds of things that we, we don't agree, but how we handle those differences makes all the difference in the world. And then it goes a little further when we get to where we're I am very angry with you. And I am so angry. I mean, I've heard of brothers and sisters that haven't spoken for 20 years. Nuts. You say, well, they're, they're bad people. Oh, well, they may be. But that's not what God wants you to do. I'll tell you what. Tell you what, I'm not talking to him ever again. Because I hope you don't know that I could remember half your names. And so, uh, you know, that's just the way it is. Anger. You see, leading differences then moves. And then anger moves to care. got this grudge inside of me. I don't care. And I'm telling you what, if I see that person, I'm going to go across the other side of the street. If I see that person, I'd like to give her a piece of my mind. That's a grudge. And the grudge then leads to bitterness. And the heart is bitter at what people did and bitter the problem is it's eating you up all the time. It doesn't hurt the other person. And then it leads to revenge. I'm going to get revenge on them if it's the last thing I do. Revenge. And when you can't get it finally turns to hate. Faith in the perfect love of God. Victory over hatred. He has endured things way beyond anything I could possibly understand or comprehend. Therefore, in our world, but faith in the perfect love of God doesn't take all the things away. To say, okay, yeah, isn't it fine? I'm glad you did that. No, no, no. But it takes away the hatred. Until you can somehow put them in God's hand. When we start praying that God will help you to give understanding and pray, God will help you to forgive that you're at odds with and praying for that person and making your uh, to do all in your part to do what's right. And then here's the thing I, I'm to uh, Autumn and to. Thank you. 
o'clock i'm aware of the time but i am aware of the time we can't just stay here but faith in god's perfect love brings victory over fear some of you might have been old enough i'm sure most of us D. Roosevelt after the Pearl Harbor attack when he said the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Here's what the Word of God says in 4 and, and it says here that if we are afraid this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. Now just let that sink in for a minute. I don't know what you're afraid of today. I know what I'm afraid of, and I've already been repenting to God before I got to where you are. And before I could ever talk to this, talk about this to you, I had to talk about it to me. And I have to keep coming back to saying, Lord, I believe you love me. I believe you love your people. I believe that you're loving. I don't understand the hard things that are going on in my life. I don't understand the hard things that are happening right now. I don't understand the things that are happening in the world. And Lord, I just, just simply say, Lord, I am afraid. Jesus said, if you'll just trust my perfect love, you won't need to be afraid because he said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. And I want you to know that he can, whoever does not have God's son does not have life. We are living in a culture of death right now. Many of you have lost dear friends. Many of you have lost parents and family members. We've lost people to COVID. We've lost people to other things. And, and it just seems like burden of this in our lives. I just want you to know, because of that, there's incredible sorrow and a feeling of hopelessness. And, and we begin to face our own mortality. And even sometimes we begin to live in fear and panic of where we are. But I want you to know, Jesus overcame death and the grave. And Easter Sunday morning, we're going to celebrate it here in just a little while, he tore the bars away. And he happens, if it comes my time, if it comes your time, 
We used to sing an old song. Most of you probably won't remember it. Some of you will. When I come to the end of the cross at uh, the Jordan at the end of the day, and the darkness I see, there'll be someone waiting to show me the way. I don't have to cross Jordan alone. I don't have to cross alone. Jesus died all my sins to end the darkness I see. He'll be waiting for me. No, I don't have to cross Jordan alone. A story and then I want you to begin to think even right now while I'm finishing this up. What are you afraid of? are you afraid of? You see, fear begins with hurry, and then it goes into anger, and then it goes into doubt, and then it goes into encouragement, and then it goes into depression, and then it goes into defeat, and finally, ultimately, it brings death. You don't have to be afraid. When I was pastoring in her name. There was a lady, Cormink. She stood about this high. I think she was 94 or 95, and she was a wiry little lady. I mean, she was a wiry little lady. And, and she was really a feisty little lady. When I would see her, um, uh, that I, uh, I'd shake hands with her. Man, she had a grip like a vice. And we'd talk, and... And one morning, she came to the church, pastor. I'm going to have to have surgery this week. And she said, I'd like for you to come and pray for me, if you will. And I said, I'd be happy to. She said, I know it's a pretty serious surgery. She said, I want you to pray. I said, I will. Well, I got there, and I think the surgery would be around 8 o'clock, and I got there at 6.30, quarter to 7. I walked in, and her whole family was all around her. And when I walked in, she said, it was about time you get here, Pastor. She said, I've been wondering where you are. She said, okay, here's, if I go into that office and I get well, I'm going to give God the glory. I'm going to but if I go on that operating table and I don't make it off of that table, I'm going to be at home in glory and I'm going to be rejoicing and I want them to quit bowling and run around. Their family, they just shook their head. She got through that surgery but later went on to be with glory. I just want you to know you're a winner either. Don't let the devil make you afraid. Laura Early made the word of a song about a month ago. She said, I love this. I think our group is working on a time. And it just went to speak the name Jesus. And I listened to it, and I thought, yeah, that's a pretty good song. And then of you know that we went down to Atlanta where we were at the Divide Conference, the church growth conference, some of our, bless you, and uh, some of ours in Atlanta. 
And they began to sing this song. And when I got away there in the morning, I emotions. I turned on this YouTube and just listening to it. This is what I want to do for you this morning. Here's what it says. I just want to speak in the name of Jesus over every heart and every mind. Because I know that there is I speak the name of Jesus, declaring there is hope and there is. I speak the name of Jesus. I just want to speak to this over fear and anxiety to every soul held captive by depression. I speak of Jesus. struggling with a matter of death and I want you to come and we're just going to do it the old-fashioned way here this morning I just want you to get up right where you are I want you to come I want you to pray and you don't have to go home living in depression and living in defeat and living in deception and living ba ba battling hatred or battling addictions I want you to just right where stand up and and come right where we are as I pray father as I come before you today in Jesus name I want to thank you that there is power in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I know today that there are people that are here, people that have gathered here, and people that need to overcome fear, and they need to overcome addictions, they need to overcome sin, they need to overcome, and let's just kneel, just kneel to bring fear, to bring hatred the name of Jesus uh, over every nation. I speak the name of Jesus uh, over every year. I speak the name of Jesus uh, over every hard thing. And Lord, I pray that you'll give us a faith uh, that overcomes the world. For you said that every child of God overcomes the world. Oh, God. I'd like to have our worship team, if they will, to sing that uh, about uh, you have.